everyone, this is Curtis. Welcome to Writing Comics, episode 27. It's been a while since the last episode. We did the Q&A with Christian. Uh, I've just been keeping busy. Had the uh, We mentioned the Kickstarter I was had coming up for Beastlands number one. We had that. That was April, April into the middle of May. Middle of April to the middle of May. And then I had my surgery after that. So I've been keeping busy. I'm like five weeks post-op. I finally had my knee surgery. Got that done with. So now I finally have time to uh, get recording some episodes. I'm actually pretty excited to record since I haven't put out one in a while. Uh, I'm going to talk about, since I just got over that uh, Kickstarter, it was successful. I'm going to talk about pre-kickstarting again. So kind of like a 2.0 from, I think it was episode 11, where I talked about what to do before you kickstart. Um, just some different things I changed up from uh, from my second Kickstarter with the Wild Cosmos issue one. Some things I switched up, and I think it helped to the, the uh, help for the success of uh, Beastlands number one. So I'll talk about that stuff. Um, what else? I, I just launched a Patreon, um, and I'm going to be putting this audio early on Patreon. I'm going to try to get this up a little earlier, um, on Patreon rather than iTunes or anywhere else, but, um, what else is it on, uh, Stitcher and stuff. So if you want to hear it early, you can check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Curtis Clow. I'll have, put the link in the info. Um, I'm offering stuff for creators, like, uh, I'm going to post my scripts on there. I'm going to, I have a few slots for mentoring, um, it's more expensive, so I don't expect you to like stay in the mentoring spot every month. But if you just like need, uh, it's like a monthly hour chat with me. If you just need to like feel like you need to go over stuff or need advice, like a script review, anything like that, then you could just select that tier, and I'll help you out the best I can. Uh, what have I been reading? I've been reading. There's so many good comics coming out lately. I've been reading a lot of image stuff. I read, or actually, Boom Studios Coda by Simon Simon Spurrier. And uh, the artist, Mateus, that book was amazing. One of my favorites that I've read. Uh, I read Angelic from Simon also uh, from Image. That book is super good. Um, I'm, I just got the trades for these. I just picked up the trade for Die by Kieran Gillian, the writer. And that looks awesome. I haven't read it yet. I've only read the first issue. But I know that's like a really popular series. It, the first volume just came out. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of good comics this summer coming out. A lot of trades coming out. So... It's kind of fun just to like pick one or two and just spend your week reading that every night, reading maybe an issue a night. Okay, so let's get into pre-Kickstarting 2.0. I get a lot of uh, messages asking for advice for Kickstarters or just writing advice, so that's also kind of why I put those options on the Patreon. If, uh, if you feel like you need any help that month, just come to the Patreon and I'll help you the best I can. So... I, uh, the goal was 5,000. We raised 10,431 and we had 467 backers. So compared to my second Kickstarter with the Wild Cosmos had like 313 backers. And I think the final amount was like 6,008. So it's quite a big jump for my third Kickstarter. It ran for 31 days, 30, 30 ish days, uh, started on March 19th and I think it ended on April 19th. All right, so pre-kickstarting 2.0. First thing is your title. Um, I think uh, I think it's important to make like a good Kickstarter title. A lot of people mess this up where you'll just put the title of your story, but you get I don't remember if it's like 60 characters, 80 characters. So I would use that to like your full advantage to kind of explain and pitch what you can, what your story is. So I put Beastlands number one, a heartful fantasy adventure. 
and just little things like that help. And then if you're doing like a feature issue, I think it's important to put like beast lens number one and then put dash three. So one through three, like people still know you can get that first one on these future Kickstarters. Next is the little log line. I put, uh, that's, that's kind of like where you put uh, more of like more of a pitch. Uh, it's kind of a, like a one sentence pitch. I think it might be like 140 characters or so that you can fit there. So mine was in a unique fantasy world, a boy must journey to save his companion beast and get his friends back before he pushes them all too far. So just put the best you can, like a little pitch into one sentence. You don't have too much room, but it's a little better. So on your actual Kickstarter page, there's like a few important things that I feel like you need to touch base on. Um, and if you don't, like it just doesn't make your Kickstarter page look as good. You want to put as much info and pitching stuff as you can on that Kickstarter page. Like you really are trying to sell your story and comic and then even just your personal story, like who you are, why you want to make this book, why do you want to tell this story, all of that important stuff. So the first thing I had on there is what is Beastlands? That's a, like I only put maybe like one paragraph synopsis. And the next, you're kind of just answering these questions. Next question was who will love Beastlands? I put, uh fans of certain comics that might might like it like saga isola and then just other stuff that doesn't have to do with comics like pokemon game of thrones etc uh make sure you go off over what do you get when backing this kickstarter i put uh I'm, some kickstarters i see like they don't even tell you how many pages a story is they don't tell you the size of the book which is an issue like i've backed kickstarters before where they didn't say the size or even like the orientation um, and I've received the reward and it was, you know, like small or like a landscape view and it just threw me off. Like that's stuff you need to know. And now I don't back Kickstarters if they don't tell me this stuff spe specifically. Um, so I said it was 21 pages, standard American comic book size. That kind of covers that stuff. Go over any like special things that you can get. So I put the collector's edition signed and numbered, but that was before I knew I was going to do these foil stamp numeric uh, numbering on the collector's editions. So I didn't have that information. That's something I wish I would have had. That's what I'll have on the next Kickstarter. I was told, I wrote about the acknowledgements. You can get your name printed in the back where it'll be forever. And then I wrote uh, that you can get my other comic, The Wild Cosmos. So next I put all of the early pra praise in uh, pull quotes. I put these pull quotes over images of the comic. That's something I never did on the Wild Cosmos. Um, before I get into that, I want to go over an important thing that you have to have pages of your comic done. Like I've, I, w I wouldn't. I'm somebody who backs a lot of Kickstarters, and I wouldn't back one if you don't have any comic pages done. I want to see what the comic is going to look like. Like art is really important for comic. That's that's half of it. Half of its writing, half of its art. I don't know if, that, if it equals out exactly like that, but. Like the visuals, it's very important for me. Like it needs a good story, but it needs good visuals too. So I want to know how the comic looks. Does it look professional? Does it have professional lettering? All of that stuff goes into whether somebody's going to back it or not. So if you just don't put any pages, any finished pages, then that's like a, that's a huge red flag. And I, that rarely will that be successful, I think. So like I said, uh, I think on the first pre-kickstarting one, like have five pages, 10 pages done. The more you have done, the quicker you'll fulfill this Kickstarter. So that's good. But I, I mean, I know it does cost money. That's why you're on Kickstarter because you might not have the money to finish it. But uh, you just got to put in the time, work a day job, pay for some pages. Um, that's what I did with my first one. I was able to get this whole beast lens issue done before the Kickstarter even launched. So I was able to, that's the best case scenario. If you can get it done, that opens up a lot more marketing opportunities, sending it for pull quotes. So I, I said early praise for beast lens number one, and that's where I had the pull quotes. Uh, 
I only had four pool quotes on there. One was from comicverse.com, uh, Dave Cook, Tyler James, Ryan K. Lindsay. I sent, you just have to like uh, send the issue around to a bunch of industry professionals. And most, most you probably never get a response. Some will say no, but don't take it personally. Like these people are busy. They have, they're working professionals. You know, they don't have time to just read everyone's comic that sends them. I'm sure some of them get hit up a lot. So don't take that personal if they can't. Some will respond saying they can't. And then a few were nice enough to take the time and actually read it and give me a pull quote. So that was really, uh, really cool of them. But don't take it personal. Just be polite. Just uh, send the comic as a PDF form if it's finished. And then just politely ask if, if they have the time if and they like it, if they wouldn't mind saying something. But if not, it's no biggie. Next, I had the advanced reviews. That's another benefit of having the full comic done. You can get some good reviews. I put the uh, a couple of like, quotes from the review and then a, a link on actual Kickstarter to lead to review. I put four of them down. Um, you can go to the Kickstarter, beastlandscomic.com, if you want to see what sites I got to review it. I sent it out to a ton of review sites. Not all get back to you, but most will. Um, there's a lot of indie comic review sites out there. Or some of the biggest, bigger sites like Comicsverse. Um, and then obviously post the best reviews on there. I never really had any, I had like one review for the wild cosmos. So that's another thing. It's like, don't take it personal. If it's not the greatest review, like just take that stuff as improvements into your writing improvements and stuff and what you can do in your creation process. But obviously post like the best reviews. Um, these were some really good reviews I got. Most of the reviews I got were pretty good for Beastlands number one, but there were some that were more average and it was just, uh, make notes of that. That's how you can get better as a writer. Like, don't take that stuff personal. Next is a preview where I have the cover and then the first six pages. So yeah, like I said, having pages of your comic is super important. So that's the first six pages right there on the Kickstarter page. I know some people will like put a link um, and then you click on that and that'll take you to like a comic preview or even sometimes the full issue. Um, I was comfortable with just the first six pages. Next up is the creators. Uh, just a little info on me, Joe, Tobin, uh, my artist and letter. And then right under that, I put why this story. Beast Lens is kind of like a personal story for me about owning a dog and her getting hit by a car and then having to care for her. And that was kind of like the inspiration for the story. So I explain all that. Like people want to know why you want to write this story. And when it's something more personal than that, than just, uh, than just entertainment, I think it just has more meaning and it makes people want to get behind you more. And then I even put a picture of my dog. So if you, hopefully people could connect with that more. Next is the reward tiers. Um, that's, you don't have to do this, but it's cool for like the main rewards to have like a little image. Like it says $6 digital. It has a picture of uh, the PDF symbol, PDF of Beastlands 1, just to kind of like explain the main rewards rather than just looking at all of like the reward boxes. It can kind of give you a visual more of what you get. For, so maybe like for the most popular, like the five most popular, six most popular rewards have little images like that. I, I'm, I'm terrible at Photoshop, so luckily I have a designer I can pay to help me make this stuff. But he's uh, he's really good in, in his, it looks good. So it just helps the Kickstarter page look better and more professional. Another important part is the project plan. Uh, I made sure I noted Beastlands number one is already 100% finished and ready to go to the uh, to the printer that's that's big like that's just like this if, if this kickstarter is successful that people know that they're going to get their comics already done and then i put a little bullet point of the actual schedule of it and this is important too um 
like I said, if the comic's already done, it's going to get fulfilled faster. That's going to make more people want to back it, at least for me personally. I'm uh, like I was looking at a Kickstarter and it's not going to be fulfilled and finished until it's live right now. It's not going to be fulfilled until I think like July 2020. And you, you have to wait a whole year for it to get finished. That's just and then plus if there's any delays, it's it's just a little sketchy. Like it's you're risking your money there. Um, so it's it's more of a risk. It's it's going to be harder to be successful when you have something that that's that it's that far out. If anything, I would size it down, finish more and try to get fulfilled quicker. That goes more into like the size of your project. But so the schedule, I put the Kickstarter campaign March 19th through April 18th. Kickstarter funds received May 2nd. It's usually about two weeks from when the Kickstarter finishes. And then I put when everything's going to be delivered. That stuff's already on the rewards. But just to like go over it again to give the kind of timeline for the uh, for the project. Book manufacturing and freight was May Delivery of digital PDF early May, extra buffer time for possible unexpected issues June, expected delivery to U.S. backers early July, and expected delivery to international backers late July. But of course, I was kind of ahead of schedule. Like we're already, I've already fulfilled everything for this Kickstarter um, by early June, and then we're launching the next Kickstarter in July. So it's it's good to give you extra buffer time in case there's any delays, so people don't think you're late. But you can always be early. Then I have a little mock-up of the shipping box. I'll get more into that on like a fulfillment episode, but just so they know how it's gonna come. Um, like I said, I back a lot of Kickstarter. Some people send it in like little bubble wrap mailers or little envelopes and then it comes damaged. So I use pretty high quality boxes um, that are meant for comics and they're bagged and, board, bagged and boarded. And that stuff makes a difference in the product that your customers are gonna receive. Then I have a little pie chart. It was just a pie chart I made free at metachart.com saying uh, like where you're going to put the money, kickstarts and fees, shipping and supplies, printing, cover costs, just so people get an idea of what you're spending the money on. Then I said, why Kickstarter? And I kind of just a little two paragraphs of who we are, what we're trying to do. We don't have a publisher. It's hard to get a publisher when you're starting out as a comic creator. Um, so we're just putting this out on our own with, uh, you know, it's 2019, you have all these crowdfunding options. So that's kind of, that kind of gives people a way to get behind your story of why, why should they back you? Why, why do you need to use Kickstarter? And then just to thank you. Uh, a few other things I didn't talk about the video. I kept mine under three minutes. I think that's usually a general rule. It's probably better if you're on camera, but I'm just a little camera shy. I didn't go on camera. It's just like a, I did actually pay a editor to like use the art, and I think it turned out pretty cool for like a little motion comic with sound effects. That was something new. But I mean, at least I only have to pay them once for that, and I can use that for pretty much every Beastlands Kickstarter and just change up the ending of me talking, whether on camera or over a slideshow. I just like a little slideshow at the end. I think it is important to actually talk on there. People can hear your voice. And you can explain more than just uh, watching the, uh, reading the whole page. I don't know how many people actually read the whole page versus it's a lot easier to just watch a video. So yeah, if you're comfortable being on camera, then just, yeah, explain on camera who you are, what the project is, when it's going to be fulfilled. All of that stuff is pretty much what I talked about. And then the Kickstarter image. Um, I think it's important. Like I have a pretty good logo. I think like I pay good money to get good logos done. The logos are important but you don't need it on a uh, Kickstarter image. It's already a small image enough and that takes up a lot of room. Um, I did, uh, we did a uh, 
just an image of all the characters, the two beasts, and then a solid color background. Think about the play button that's going to be in the middle. So have it like a little off-centered. That play button is going to block the image otherwise. But I see a lot of people go wrong with Kickstarter images. Too much text. You don't have to have like a Kickstarter logo on there. Like don't mess with any of that. I don't think it's going to help you out at all. Just some good art. Um, nothing too crazy. Like just go browse Kickstarter and see what images stand out to you and get something inspired by that. And then something new I did this time around also was uh, getting a press release done from a press release company. They're specifically for comics. I didn't really know what to expect with this. Um, luckily, we were, worked out a good deal. Just had to send them some books. They sent it around to a few comic sites, and I don't know if it actually helped at all. Like, I don't know if it got picked up by any, um, any of those sites, so we'll see. I don't know if I'll use it again. But it was cool to have somebody else taking care of all that since I'm not good at press releases and I don't really know how to make them that well. And I don't have the contacts of where to send it to. But for a Kickstarter, it's, uh, you don't know how many people actually pick that up. I think reviews might have helped more than the actual press release. Like Reviews drive more traffic, I think, to the Kickstarter. And then another thing is where know where you're getting traffic from. With Google Analytics, you can plug that into your Kickstarter. Um, you can just YouTube how to do that. And plenty of people have showed how to plug in Google Analytics to your Kickstarter. It's, uh, it'll show you actually real time so it can get addicting. Just staring at that real time, you can see uh, geographically who's on your page. You can see real time how many people are on the page, what sites referred them. So that's important stuff to track. And then last thing is podcast interviews. Try to book as many as you can before kickstarting. Um, let them know your Kickstarter dates if it can be released during the Kickstarter. Podcasts are a good way to help promote your uh, your Kickstarter. And there's a lot of like uh, comic podcasts out there that interview comic creators. So just look for those most popular ones. Reach out. Uh, send them. Another big thing is if your comic's already finished, you can send them the PDF um, so they can check it out, see if they like it. I... Uh, messaged a lot. I wasn't able to get on one. They're hard to book. So I, I got on a few. I had a few interviews, more like written interviews for comic sites. A lot of people actually reached out to me to interview me during the Kickstarter. So that was kind of cool. Less work uh, I had to do and that helps promote it. But I was able to do an interview for a couple comic podcasts. And then I got on the Kind of Funnies, uh, Greg's Comic Book Club, which was, and I know a lot of Kind of Funny people came over and supported me from that podcast. So that was really cool to see. That's a that was kind of like a bucket list thing, like to get get to meet Greg, drive to San Francisco, and go on the podcast. I've been listening to him for a long time. All right, so that's it for pre-Kickstarting 2.0. Hopefully these new tips will help you if you're planning on launching a Kickstarter for comics. And if you're a new creator, you should definitely plan on launching a Kickstarter for comics. It's, uh, it's 2019, like I said, like you have these options, and making comics is super expensive. So this is just a way to get more of a following, build your following before you're going to work with other publishers. You can just self-publish it yourself. I mean, even that comic that you self-publish can get published by other publishers. You can go pitch it after you finish it. All right, it was good to finally record again. Try to get into this more regularly again. This will be going up on Patreon first. Uh, you can check it out, patreon.com slash Curtis uh, My social media, Twitter, and Instagram is at Curtis Writer C. Thank you all. See you guys next time.